Hello, everybody, and welcome to your Final Score podcast, where you're listening to the final word on any and all debate in sports today. With you, as always, is your boy Wyatt and Matty P. Matty P., welcome to the show. Yes, sir. Long time no here. Yeah, I know. You know, we go off for a whole year, and then now we're back the third time in like 10 days. So this is definitely different for most people. Speaking of third time in 10 days, it has been a huge turnaround in the NBA Finals. Uh, Last time we talked, the Phoenix Suns were going to Milwaukee with a 2-0 lead. And now we're looking at Milwaukee up 3-2 going home with a chance to close it out on Tuesday night. Um, The Milwaukee Bucks have looked incredibly dominant in the last three games. Giannis, the hero of Game 3. Middleton, the hero of Game 4 with a 40-point performance. And then Drew Holiday after a 32-16 first quarter in Game 5. Turns on the Jets, brings his team all the way back. And the Bucks are going home with a chance to win the NBA Finals. Matty P, let's focus on this pivotal Game 5. Um, the Bucks appear to have all the momentum. And now the Suns are facing their first elimination game of the playoffs. Matty P, what do you make of this turnaround? Honestly, I'm I'm obviously surprised because I did pick um, the Phoenix to take it in five. But I am very impressed by how Milwaukee has responded at home. And I tied it up to 2-2. And now it's up now 3-2 when, when they went back to Phoenix. And I'm just, it's, there's got to be some sense of urgency on the Phoenix Suns part. Um, I, I, they were in each game uh, for game four and game five, uh, but they just didn't, couldn't close it out. And then Milwaukee made some great plays at the end with Drew Holiday with some defensive plays, Chris Middleton making clutch shots. And it's just Chris Paul needs some uh, sense of urgency. DeAndre Ayton needs to step up. He was non-existent in Game Three, Game Four, and and in Game Five he played well, but you know still didn't have like a stat line that that can compete. Um, when when Devin Booker has f- back-to-back forty-point games, and you still lose, uh, there's some se- serious offensive problems going on in Phoenix. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say, Matty P. You know, if I'm a Phoenix Suns fan, there's a part of me that thinks, okay, yeah, Game Three was a blowout. That's fine. Game four and five, I mean, game four, they led in the fourth quarter. They led almost the entire game yeah. up until three minutes left in the in game four. And then game five, they obviously had a huge first quarter and then fell apart the rest of the way. But the Suns have been in the last two games, but that's in large part due to Devin Booker's 240-point nights. I think a lot of this has to fall on the shoulders of Chris Paul. You know, he has the most playoff experience. Obviously, he never has been to an NBA Finals, but... He, there's been a lot of NBA playoff collapses attached to his name. What do you think Chris Paul is going to do Tuesday night in Game 6? I mean, I, I would hope that he responds. I think he does have that little kick in his ass about with this game because in the past, he's, he's faltered. He has a lot of uh, you know negative playoff mojo. And in this, in this case, I think he's going to respond – um, I don't know how Phoenix is – it's been tough on the road. It's been really tough on the road for both these teams, and it's 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 surprising that Milwaukee pulled it out in Phoenix. Um, but I think Phoenix will respond. I think the bench play has to step up. you got to get production from Bridges. I know he's a starter, but Bridges, Jay Crowder, um, and then obviously Johnson and the, those types of those guys – 
they, they've got to they've got to be key on the road because Chris Paul he's going to get his production, but he, he it seems like he needs like thirty five and like thirteen. He needs a he needs a Drew Holiday type of night to for them to compete, and um, I, we haven't really seen that from Chris Paul this series, and that's that's I, I hope he responds, but it's going to be tough for them. <laughs> it's really going to yeah. be tough. When I, when I watch these games, you know, with Chris Paul, I think his best game, the game that the Suns need him to have, is he's got to get the other guys the ball and get them going offensively. I know it's tough if they don't hit their shots, but if he can get the ball to McCall Bridges, if he can get the ball to Crowder and Johnson in the flow of the offense and allow them to, to play their game, I think right. that's the, if Chris Paul tries to one man show it, I feel like they're going to lose. Right. As this as this series goes, it's going to be harder with him being the oldest guy on the floor and with Drew Holiday being an absolute defensive nuisance the last three <laughs> games. He couldn't yeah. buy a basket in Game Four, shooting four for twenty. But he's been playing defense. He's been playing his butt off the whole series. So I just think the as the longer this goes the less scoring maybe you're going to get from Chris Paul. Yeah. But he's he's got to he's got to just play the point guard position and run the offense whether he's getting assists or not. He just needs to keep that tempo because these young guys on this team, they've never they've never been here before. No. I know he's never been to the finals, but he has the most experience and he's got to control this game similar to, you know, when you watch LeBron in the playoffs and the finals in his experience like a lot of times he's dribbling the ball a lot. He's running the offense. He's, he has the ball almost the entire shot clock. Chris Paul needs to do that to get this offense going, in my opinion. I mean, the biggest thing, though, right now is how are they going to stop Giannis? Because, <laughs> I don't know. because as of right now, they have no one that can guard him. Um, I mean, they have Aiton, and but the thing is, Aiton has gotten in such foul trouble the last three games that he's, he's pretty much you know, not a factor come the fourth quarter because he already has five fouls. And and Giannis has just been eating them alive. When they go small ball and they, they switch to that kind of a five-guard rotation or five-guard on the floor, um, uh, you know, flow, They the thing is, is when they take eight and off the floor and – it, they look they look like they can't stop him. I mean, they can't stop him when he's on the court, when, when Aiden's on the court anyway. But um, Giannis has just been taking it to the hole every play, it seems like. And uh, it, and it just they just can't stop him. They just it's, it's really sad to watch because I'm like, wow, like, just get a guy on him. Put a body on him. But, <laughs> but when it, they do, they foul him. So, yeah. It is crazy. Giannis averaging through five games, 32 points, 13 rebounds, five assists, a steal and a half, and a block and a half on 61% shooting. I mean, these numbers are insane. Um, The closest comparison that has been made is to Shaquille O'Neal back in his prime, just with this pure dominance inside the paint in the restricted area. Um Imagine all the points he would have gotten if he actually made like half his free throws. That's true. And you know, Matty P, you made the point going into this series when you picked the Suns, you thought DeAndre Ayton was going to have that type of impact on him. And obviously he is holding Giannis to under 40% when he's guarding him. Right. And 80% for Giannis when anyone else guards him, which is insane. But your point being was that the Atlanta Hawks in the previous round we're giving the Bucks problems on on the glass. 
Right. But right. when you look at when you look at Atlanta, they had Clint Capella and John Collins. The right. Suns only have DeAndre Ayton. He is their only big right now that can do anything for them. So when like, to your point, when he gets into foul trouble, I mean, you're in trouble if your three right. point shots and your perimeter game's not working for you. I know I know Dario Saric isn't that big of an impact when he like normally is playing, but just having a bigger body in these last three games, it is evident that Phoenix needs him, like needs somebody down there other than Aiton when Aiton's not on the floor, on the floor because they they can't rebound right now, and they can't they can't defend they can't defend Giannis like whatsoever. So, uh, man, it's it's frustrating because I you know I, I thought I thought like the Suns were gonna be a great matchup, but it turns out like Milwaukee in the last three games has really turned like went right at their weakness and their weakness is their that they don't have enough guys down down below so you know Matty P there have been so many teams since probably the Warriors in 2015 when when the Warriors kind of revolutionized small ball now I know there were other teams that played smaller before them but they really made it the emphasis and the Houston Rockets. I mean, they completely just abandoned defense for a couple of seasons and just said, let's just get all the three point shooters. We can all the perimeter guys. We can, we'll start PJ Tucker at center. It's okay. We'll just, we'll just roll with it. Um, and you're kind of watching this Milwaukee team and God, there's so much of an appreciation for just bully ball. Right. You know, like it's, 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 it's so old school and so different. And, for so many years, I mean, really since Steph kind of took over the game and started hitting a bunch of threes, people got away from the post. And, like, I know there's still been players ever since then that have lived in the post, but the appreciation for those guys just has not been there. I mean, just a couple of years ago, Tim Duncan was in the league, and we adored Tim Duncan. Tim Duncan was one of the most money players in the NBA. Right. And now you have a guy like Giannis who is just living at the free throw line and becoming a problem, when they talk about Giannis and the things I've been hearing on TV or just when I'm reading things that are being written about him, they say he has a hole in his game, Matty P. And that there's some people out there saying that if, if the Bucks do pull this off and win the finals, there's a case for Chris Middleton to be the MVP because of these clutch shots that he hit in Game 5. And that's just absurd to me. Like, how can you say a guy who's averaging 32-13 and 13 on 60% shooting and has played well in every game in this series is not the finals MVP. No, I, I, yeah, I agree with you. It's, it's blasphemy, honestly, because like it, it exactly that you don't, we don't give enough credit for those big guys down low, especially, I mean, Giannis is probably the prime example of this where we don't get guys like that anymore in the NBA where they can just c- completely dominate down below. And for Giannis to do that in a series where, there are a bunch of shooters and in a league where there's a bunch of shooters and shooting is literally the, the, you know, the pedestal of the game right now for Giannis to go down below and just dominate and shoot 60% from the field and average 30 points a game. Even if, even though he can't make a free throw, we all know that, but he doesn't also, he also has shown in this, in this um, series that he's not taking the stupid shot, stupid three point shot or the, the uh, you know obviously like the free throw or mid range shot that's not open you know it, he he he's confident enough to make anything within about twelve to you know twelve to thirteen feet 
Now, if you're obviously below, you know, if you're like five, five feet and in, he's going to dunk it on you. So that, <laughs> but the thing is, is like with Giannis, nobody gives him enough credit. I, I don't think I give enough him enough credit. Um, I, I like the shooters of the game. I really do. But the only reason why like the Golden State Warriors were able to be so efficient is because they had such great shooters. Suns don't have the level of shooting like Golden State did where they could get away with not having a fifth guy down below. Um, even you know, even he, Devin Booker historically is not a great three point shooter. Exactly right. Exactly, he's a great mid range guy. I mean, he's probably the maybe the best in the league right now. Uh, you, you know where they he's like a Kobe where he can just pull up from about eighteen feet and and drain it in your eye. But he, yeah, exactly. Historically, his three point shooting is not that great. Whereas Clay Thompson and Steph Curry are probably the two best three-point shooters in the league you know when they're at when they're at their their best so that's the only way that they can get away with that is to win a championship with doing the small ball but if you don't have a guy down low to stop Giannis like like Phoenix Phoenix doesn't right now I mean it's gonna be a long night you know they gotta figure it out they, they have they have to shoot the ball well to compete with the dominance down low that Giannis brings Milwaukee right because with Giannis and back to the point about they say he has a hole in his game because he doesn't have a jump shot. Okay. And this, the same is said about Ben Simmons. <laughs> but but Ben Simmons is nowhere near Giannis Antetokounmpo. No. Like, no. What's, whatsoever. Because Giannis is not afraid to shoot the ball and not afraid to go to the line. But we won't, we won't even bring Ben Simmons into this. But my point being is, why is a lack of a jump shot a hole in someone's game when you look at guys like, I don't know, Steph Curry... Damian Lillard, um, trying to think of another guard like him, you know, Trey Young, exceptional shooters, but they don't play defense. Mm-hmm. They, they, they can't post anybody up. When their shot's not falling, that's just as big of a hole in the game as when Giannis can't make free throws. If, right. if, if Steph goes cold from the three-point line, what's he doing for you? You know what I'm saying? So, like, why is Giannis... Like labeled as oh he's not a complete player because he can't shoot. Well, f- you know, find me a game where Steph Curry took over the game defensively, and you'll have a point. You well, know, how many saying? times and how many times in the series has his defensive presence been known? He's made multiple blocks. How about that one on DeAndre Ayton on alley oop, where that's a that's a play that only Giannis probably can make in this league. Maybe him and Anthony Davis are like the two guys that can probably make that type of play. On, on the defensive side, but that is elite, elite talent. Like, that's MVP caliber type of plays, you know, and that's at the end of a game. Um, you know, when he runs the floor and he gets alley-oops from Drew Holiday with, it, with you know, the last, for last minute of the, of the game, and he makes a play like that and gets an and one, that's a, another example of just making a play when it needs to happen, so. Yeah. I, I've been very impressed with him. You know, we, we both, me and you both talked about Giannis a lot, you know, in the seasons leading up to this. We we always wanted to see more from him, and we were yeah. always kind of wait for him to put it all together and wait for the Bucks to become a team. Um, them getting Drew Holiday last year, them adding P.J. Tucker at the trade deadline this year, along with Bobby Portis, the way Pat Contents played. I mean, this Milwaukee team has really put the pieces around him and he's changed his game 
to just do what he's good at. Right. You know, like he's he's not settling for these shots. He's I I I tip my cap to him for not changing and trying to be something he's not because the league tells him he has to be that. Um, Matty P, looking ahead to Game Six, just how do you predict this game going? Seeing what you've seen through the first five games, uh, I think it's going to be hard fought, no question. I think Phoenix is going to show up, be ready to play. Um, it's going to be, like I said, up to the bench and Aiton. Um, if if they get bench play from from Phoenix, if they get, you know get you know 30, 30 points from the bench, then that's that's going to be great for them. Chris Paul has to show up, has to have a sense of urgency, and has to play like a you know an all star. And I I think I'm gonna roll with it, just because you know I picked Phoenix. I'm gonna say Phoenix wins by like one or two. Um, <laughs> but Milwaukee, I wouldn't be surprised if Milwaukee seals it, you know, at home. So um, I just just for the fact that I want to be right, uh, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Phoenix. But <laughs> but uh, yeah. It's gonna be a tough one. I don't think it's gonna be a blowout. I, it's gonna. Both teams have played really well in this series. It's been a great series to watch. The last two games, even you know, has come down to the to the wire. I think this game comes down to the wire too, as well. You know, a one, two, three possession game. We'll see. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I'm gonna I'm gonna take Phoenix by one. <laughs> Sweet. Well, you know, Matty P, I picked I picked Milwaukee in seven games. I thought this series was going to be a back-and-forth series. I did not anticipate a three-game spurt by Milwaukee. In fact, no. I, I kind of thought it was going to go more like Phoenix wins game five, and then Tuesday night Milwaukee has a must-win, and then anything happens in game seven. But the way I've seen it go now and the way Phoenix has battled in games four and five, I think Milwaukee needs to understand that this is your game seven. Yeah, definitely. Like, you you cannot go back home in front of your home crowd and breathe any life into the Phoenix Suns because you have them on their heels right now. Like, you cannot go back to... You cannot go back on the road for a game seven when you have all the momentum and all the energy going your way, and you're probably going to have a more favorable home whistle because that's just the way it goes. Um, Historically, the home team wins... Seven out of ten times, you know, since 1977, home teams have won a game seven as opposed to three road teams. So Milwaukee does not want to be in that situation. No, I I Um, mean, I think if it goes to game seven, I think Phoenix wins that game. So, yeah, like you said, like this is a must win for for, uh, Giannis and Milwaukee. It's this is their game seven. Um, You know, you just don't want to play one extra game on the road you've already t- taken one you know taking two taking two on in in the finals is you know a stretch especially in these finals right because so. a part of it feels like if you lose game six then game five's a waste you know like right exactly. like game five puts you in a position to finish this thing and it, you said if you give phoenix another chance um they do play better in front of their home crowd they, they played a heck of a freaking first quarter they came out you know, firing everywhere. Right. They just they just kind of fell apart. And honestly, you know, they really fell apart because the second quarter they were settling for threes and it kind of let Milwaukee yeah, it was, into it. Yeah, it was not not their best quarter of basketball. It was probably the worst quarter of basketball I've ever seen them play because 
they were settling for threes, make like shooting stupid, you know, coming down the court, not no ball movement, like things that right. t- they typically are not do. And then Drew Holiday goes on a little spurt there, and then they cut it to like five and then three and then one and then Milwaukee takes the lead and I was like what happened like this is right. totally different so right. um yeah I, I like I said I picked Milwaukee in seven originally I think Milwaukee um they have all the momentum right now I don't think there's an answer for Giannis barring a six of seven night from the three-point line from Jay Crowder Right. Or a seven of eight from McCall Bridges or something. I think Milwaukee wins this game. I think their bench players in the last couple of games have been better or their their supporting players, you know, Bobby Portis, Pat Connaughton. Yeah. Um, they've been better than Yeah, I mean Connaughton's been averaging like twelve, thirteen points a game. That's if you're if you're getting that from Pat every night, you know, that's that you're probably gonna win the game. More right. than likely. I, I just think the supporting players that when last time we talked, we were we were needing more from Drew Holiday. We were needing more from Chris Middleton to give Giannis some sort of life, some sort of help. They have both figured it out. Yeah. And they've both played three really solid games. I know Drew Drew had a, a tough shooting night in game four, but his defense has been the real thing they needed the most. So any offensive output you get from him is a bonus and I think Milwaukee wins game six. I think they win their first championship in freaking, what is it, 40, 50 years. Um, It's going to be exciting for Milwaukee. And I think it's just a testament to, hey, you know, I know Brooklyn got hurt and the big three wasn't there, and maybe Brooklyn wins on talent against them in the second round. But Milwaukee has done it similar to Toronto back in the day. Similar to Golden State in 2015, they've built this team from scratch. Right. And if they win tomorrow night, it'll be just a massive achievement for that organization and for that city. It'll be nice to see a uh, small market team win one, you know, and and to come down, come back from 2-0 is would be remarkable, you know. So I'm I'm excited. Uh, either way, both franchises I definitely deserve a championship. Both teams have guys that deserve championships at this point in their career, Chris Paul and Giannis. Um, so either way, it's going to be a great uh, game six. We'll see if it goes to game seven. But, um, yeah, this has been a great, great series. I, didn't you say that the ratings were down this year? I think they were down a little bit. Yeah, like. Turn on the just, game, guys. Turn on be- the game. Watch. Just because LeBron, LeBron was at the game. So I guess you can still watch it, right? Right. I think the ratings took a peak, you know, took a spike whenever they saw. Oh, yeah. LeBron's LeBron's out there. Yeah, sipping on tequila. Hey, Space Jam was there, so we're good. Yeah, I have yet to see Space Jam. I'm gonna watch. I, it soon. I haven't either. I, I I've been waiting. I know it's on HBO Max, and but I kind of want to go see it in theaters just to get the full effect of it. So we'll see. Yeah, it's always been a, it's always been a classic. The original. Uh, I'd like to see what kind of spin they put on it now. Um. God bless the intern or whoever was working on that shoot that had to go back and put a six on LeBron's uniform <laughs> after they probably already shot it with him wearing 23. Yep. That's uh, that's pretty sad. That's fine. Shout, shout out to that person, whoever did that. But uh, Matty P's got the Suns surviving and extending their life in the finals and going back home for a game seven. I got Milwaukee closing it out, becoming the first team since the Miami Heat Back in 2000, what was it, six? 
when they went down 0-2 to the Dallas Mavericks and won four straight to win the series behind Dwayne Wade. Matty P, as always, a pleasure talking to you, my man. I hope you enjoy the finals game six on Tuesday. We'll talk to you all soon, and go Knowles. Go Knowles, guys.